you for joining us for season two of the Parables of Plant Medicine. I'm Jeff Wilson, and welcome back to the world of magic, love, and healing, the world of plant medicine. I'm so delighted you have decided to share your time with us. In this season, we go deeper into the proverbial jungle of the mind, body, soul, and spirit to share stories of experiences, realizations, and even miracles. May these stories help foster your evolution in whatever form that may be. Welcome to season two of the Parables of Plant Medicine. Jeff Wilson here with Angel Tweed. Angel, I'm so excited to have you on. You're the owner and operator of Ohm Jungle Medicine. And uh, before we get going, I before we finished season one, I had two or three people come up to me and start telling me about your story. And they're like, you've got to have her on. And so I'm really excited to be uh, talking to you today. So welcome to the Parables of Plant Medicine. Oh, thank you so much. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. And, and it's always an awesome day when you get to share a story of healing. So I'm excited to be here and dive into um, some truths about plant medicine. Fantastic. Before we jump into your story, tell me a little bit about um, the mission, I guess, of Ohm Jungle Medicine and, and how it's sort of different than other places. Okay. Um, our mission at Ohm Jungle is basically Ohm is created in the vision that you can come to Ohm to find your medicine. Um, sometimes that medicine isn't plants. Sometimes that medicine is sound. Sometimes it's breath. Um, sometimes it's creation. So I truly believe that we are the medicine and we use these portals um, that can take us further into our consciousness. So first off, Ohm is really birthed out of a place that you can come and discover your medicine. Um, I focus on building connections to indigenous tribes and then I get the tribes to come. <laughs> so in wow. um, January, we actually had the Iwanawa tribe coming and um, after building relationship with them, they left Brazil for the first time and took a seven hour boat ride, a 10 hour car ride and two flights. And uh, they came to Ohm and we got to have them for a couple of months. It was absolutely beautiful. And, and make a little bridge to the connection from some tribes and learn new traditions and get them to share their wisdom and their medicine. And I'm currently working with the Kofan tribe from Ecuador who will be coming to Costa Rica for the first time as well and um, have tribes from Colombia, and I have a Venezuelan medicine man. So it's a really unique opportunity to be able to explore your consciousness and um, find your medicine. Wow, that's, that's amazing. You're bridging the gap uh, for really when you say jungle uh, to the actual shamans in the jungle or tribes um, to us here today. Uh, I have never heard anyone else really doing it that way. And uh, I think that's an amazing way to do it. I imagine it's uh, not without its own struggles. <laughs> um, it, you know, mostly it's been a beautiful undoing of the way we think things should go and the way things actually go. <laughs> mm, wow. So it's, it's, uh, it's an amazing process. And I'm so blessed to be on this path with 
all of its uh, undoings and doings. And uh, yeah, I'm just blessed to be here. Oh, that's awesome. Um, talk to me a little bit about where, how your plant medicine or how your journey started. Um, so my journey started, um, I've been a daily meditator for many, many years. I started meditating in the eighties. Um, so I was on a spiritual path and, um, really meditation, intuitive development, that sort of thing. Um, I'm a nurse by trade and, um, I had my little girl and when she was two, I got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Um, as you know, which has no cure and is a progressive disease. And I got sick very fast from onset. I was diagnosed when I was 42. My daughter was two years old. And within three months, I had lost the use of my left side. I had um, become blind, legally blind in my left eye. I was in a wheelchair full time and we had 24-hour nursing care and it was just going super fast. I had, um, I was on two injections a day. I had radical chemotherapy, um, all kinds of, all kinds of medication. I was on fentanyl. I was on, um, hydromorph for breakthrough pain and I couldn't get control of this disease. And, and everybody kept telling me, well, there is no control. You, you know, you can't control this disease. And I, I wasn't taking that. <laughs> um, I believed in the power of healing and I just started to investigate what that looked like. Um, so on my path, I discovered a doctor in Panama, Dr. Reardon, who does stem cell uh, transplants, really quality stem cells that are done from umbilical cord stem cells. And I did a lot of research. And as a family, we decided that this might be our only shot. Um, so I flew to Panama. Um, it was a big chunk of change, more than we had, and we had to get a very large loan. Um, I believe at the time it was like $40,000. Um, so we flew to Panama and um, I had stem cells and they worked. And I was like super excited and I was able to ambulate with a cane or a walker. And um, I still had pain. I still had daily injections. I still had all the medication, but it allowed me to have some freedom with mobility, which was, as you can imagine, having a two-year-old, I wasn't able to pick up my daughter, wasn't able to play with her. I wasn't able to do any cooking or anything at all. So it gave me some freedom. What I didn't know, however, was at about 15 or 16 months, I started to relapse. So I called up the doctor and I'm like, you know, what's going on? And he's like, oh, well, you need to come back for a second round. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know that I can get another loan for another $40,000 to do this again. And it wasn't sustainable. Wow. So I went through a period of real sadness and deep depression. And like, this is my life. Like, we can't afford to do this again. So what does that mean for my husband? What does that mean for my little girl? And we had decided that we were going to take a family trip. We knew what was coming. We knew the wheelchair was coming back out. I'd had a couple relapses back into chair. Um, so we made a trip to Costa Rica um, just to go on a family vacation. And uh, as my, my husband and my little girl were surfing, I was like scrolling, trying to find like maybe a meditation group or something. And I came across the word ayahuasca. And I had never heard of it before. 
And I, as a nurse and a researcher, I just started doing mad research on ayahuasca. And at that time, I wasn't really interested in the spiritual benefits of ayahuasca because I thought I was all good. <laughs> and, and, and now that cracks me up. But honestly, that's my ego at that time. I really thought, no, like I want to do this for physical healing. So I started investigating and I found hundreds of people that had been healed physically um, with this medicine scleroderma, cancer, Parkinson's, like all kinds of things where people had had drastic improvement. So I didn't tell my husband because I knew it wasn't the right time. So we got back to Canada and, and I said, you know, I think I have to go back to Costa Rica. And he's like, babe, man, we have no more money. Like we can't, mm. you can't just go back for another vacation. And I said, no, I think I found a cure for my disease. Mm. And, um, he said, are you sure? And I said, well, no, but I've been doing a lot of research and I think this plant could help me and I got to go investigate. Um, so that's what I set out to do. And over the course of the four months leading up to that, I had to come off of like 12 or 14 different kinds of medication because in order to go to plant medicine, there's a lot of stuff that you cannot be on antidepressants, opioids, nerve blockers, all of the things that I was on. Um, so, so let me let me let me just go back yeah so uh you have your daughter you end up getting ms and it's it's pretty debilitating you go get some stem cells done in in panama yeah and that that seems to work very well for a time then it, it was expensive forty thousand dollars a shot you're like okay this is great and then it looked like there had to be a second round this became difficult you guys ended up vacationing to Costa Rica and then you started doing some research on ayahuasca and and bold um, your husband sounds like he wasn't uh, overly excited about this now that you're gonna <laughs> head back to Costa Rica because of the research you did and I love the boldness of a nurse saying I think I found the cure were those your exact words yeah well yeah and, it, it, you know, it was crazy because I was not, I felt like I had this disease, but this disease, I wasn't taking it. I felt like it, it was a choice. Like, and I, for me personally, I knew that I could heal and I just had to find the way. Like, I always had this inner knowing that this wasn't my life. And they kept telling me, this is your life, you know, this get used to it. You have a hospital bed, you have track lists, like this is your life. And it just did not resonate with my heart. I was like, mm, this doesn't feel right, you guys. And I know I have this neurology team and this is what they're telling me, but something was off. And I guess I just trusted that. Um, so, and I ended up, um, in the medicine and I, I drank the medicine four nights in a row and um, it was the hardest time of my life really it was not fun <laughs> it was uh, a lot of stuff that I thought I had spent years in therapy dealing with that, mm. that apparently I didn't <laughs> talk, talk about um, talk to me about the the first day and, uh, and was it was the experience exactly how you had researched it? Or walk me through the first day. Hey, listeners, Pia here. 
So I worked with Jeff Wilson to write his book, Evolve the Parables of Plant Medicine. If you've been feeling a little lost lately and haven't looked into the magical world of plant medicine yet, here is your sign to discover the depths of their power. Read Jeff's book to learn more about his journey to healing and transformation and how you can get started. I highly recommend this book. Just search Amazon for Evolve, The Parables of Plant Medicine to get your copy. And if you would like to write a book, you can go to my website at www.piaedberg.com. It was nothing like I thought. It was nothing like I thought. Um, I got there and, and thought, oh my God, am I in a cult? Like, what the hell is happening to me, right? And um, I'm going to drink the Kool-Aid because you know what? This is it. This is my chance. And I, and I went in really with no room for doubt. Like I went in knowing that I was going to be healed. And um, what I didn't know was that it wasn't just going to come in the form of like this crazy, beautiful physical healing that in order for me to physically be healed, I first had to release the trauma that was in my body that caused the illness to begin with. Mm. Um, and I didn't realize how much I had to unpack doing that. And as a matter of fact, at one point in that journey, I remember looking around and thinking, what the hell is this? Like, this is not what I signed up for. People are throwing up and crying and everybody is sick. Like, this is not healing. And then I heard this divine message saying, this is God's hospital. Don't you get it? And I was just like, and I was like, it brings tears to me now because it was so profound and all of a sudden I remember looking around and these mattresses all of a sudden had vines that connected to the cosmos and it was like it just transformed and I could see that it was God's hospital I could just see that this was creation's hospital for us and um and then I just surrendered in that moment. I was just like, okay, let's do it. Like, let's just do this. And uh, it was challenging, you know, it was hard. And I had to go through um, a lot of stuff that I, I really thought that I had dealt with. And I guess I did on a very, the level of our waking brain, but I didn't heal it in my heart. There wasn't the connection of healing, which I really believe in healing has to happen. It has to be healing in your mind and in your soul and they need to be connected. And uh, yeah, so it was absolutely nothing like I thought. (laughs) But on that last morning, um, I won't get into my whole story, but, uh, but on that last morning, I ended up sitting there thinking, how did I get to the bathroom? And I'm in the bathroom thinking, how the fuck did I get here? Like, I don't have my cane and I'm not sure what's going on. And so I cried and, and asked for help and um, asked this girl and she's like, well, you walked here. And I'm like, no, I, I didn't. 
like, what the hell is happening? And um, I did. And so morning comes and the sun is coming up. And I realized, first thing I realized is I don't have a headache, which had been chronic for many years. I had 13 brain lesions and I was in constant pain from these lesions and spinal lesions. And uh, I wasn't in pain. And then I covered my right eye and realized that I could see out of my left eye. Wow. And at were, those point, lesions were those lesions caused by MS or medication? Yes, or? yes. MS, yeah. So um, the MS basically destroys the myelin. And when the myelin is is destroyed, it's kind of like having loose frayed wires. If you peel the plastic off of an electrical wire, how they're all like that, and they touch and they spark and they would create a lesion. And so um, from that happening, I got optic neuritis several times, which caused um, the blindness in my left eye. And, and then I thought, oh, well, once I'm not high anymore, I'm going to, it's going to go back, right? Like, mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just in this space of euphoria and it, the sh I was waiting for the shoe to drop. And then I just knew I, I had another divine moment where I'm like, if you keep waiting for the shoe to drop, it's going to drop, Right. So I just didn't. And I left that ceremony walking on my own and seeing in no pain. And I mean, this was an incredible, if you can imagine, eight years of being debilitated and being in chronic pain and not being able to see and all of a sudden being in this state of guilt. And... And I was blown away, but at the same time, I knew that's why I went there. So, yeah, so I got well, back. So, hold on a second. Let's pull, pull back for a second here. So you go through eight years of pain. You go through the stem cells. You get to a ceremony. You have this incredible experience where you're in God's hospital. You end up somehow not knowing how you get somewhere. You end up walking somewhere, and then you realize that there's another moment there. So as you wait for the shoe to drop, it will drop. And then you feel guilty? I was just like, am I worthy of all of this? Oh. Right? Am I like, is this, is this real? I was so caught almost with one foot in one place and one foot here. And, um, and that I knew at that point I just had to, again, surrender to what was, which was I was healed. That was it. Um, so it was a time of great bliss mm. and um, great joy. I hadn't been able to walk without a cane in, in years and, and back and forth from wheelchair. So I got home and as you can imagine, my family is like freaking out because for one thing, I'm not on any medication. I'm pain-free and I'm walking up the stairs by myself. Wow. which is like, so I walked in and my husband is in awe. My daughter is so excited by this time. She's like almost eight and she's jumping in my arms and we mm. went and caught a bus, which I hadn't been able to do in many, many years. And we rent, the bus was going to be late and, or we were going to be late for the bus and we start running. And I realized I haven't ran in eight years. Like, Oh my gosh, like this is happening. We are running for a bus. Granted, I was very out of breath and very sore, but man, <laughs> I made the bus and it was incredible. Mm. And, and then I sat down with my husband and I said, you know, the medicine talked to me and like, we have to move to Costa Rica because the one thing the medicine told me is I am your medicine. 
and you will need to to be on this path forever this is your life and you need to move you need to be close to the medicine um so i had a lot of downloads regarding that i am um, i actually knew the place that i had to move i knew the name of the place i had to move and i said to my husband i think we got to move and he was like let's go let's go like um so, so can i ask a question on, here before yeah. we get further so there's a moment here and and because you've done your meditation for so many years i imagine you have a fairly strong mind and obviously by just having this conversation uh it seems uh to be true and you said there that if you're waiting for the other shoe to drop um then it will so you you understand that this is your new path um how did you was there a process to deciding that that is there was there a way to get that doubt out of your mind that the shoe would drop or did you just make that decision that she won't drop this is who i am i've been given a gift and i'm going to continue that way how did that how how did you get rid of the doubt that you seem to have at that moment every time i mean it was definitely a process doubt kept creeping in and mm -hmm. every time i like i would get a headache people get headaches right i would get a headache and be like oh no it's coming back right <laughs> it's coming back i know it's coming back and in those moments i had to stop and breathe consciously and speak to creator and to my higher self and say, no, no, it's not. I'm done. I'm healed. And I kept doing that until the voice just stopped coming. I just kept doing that. Like, no, no, I am healed. I'm going to continue on my path. I am healed. And I mean, sometimes that was 20 times a day. Sometimes I'd have a day where I didn't have to say it at all. And then over the next couple of months, um, it was just gone out of my awareness. It was just completely gone. Gave up. You surrendered to that and it had to surrender to you, your doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to realize that our thoughts are just thoughts. They don't have to manifest into reality, right? Our thoughts do not have to manifest into reality. We can choose that they are just thoughts and let them pass and be the observer of our thoughts instead of dancing with them, instead of engaging with the thought, I would just let it pass. Wow. So being able to choose the thought that you want or to create the thought that you want instead of listen to the thought that is, was there right. before or the new one you right. get to choose. I love that. And yeah. And it was really a deep part of my practice with meditation um, I teach meditation and I just kept going back. This is what you talk to people about. And it's that even during a meditation, it's normal to have thoughts and people always think, Oh, you can't have any thoughts during meditation. Our brains are beautiful and they're big. And what they do is have mm. thoughts. It's, it's what we do. So when the thought comes in during meditation, you don't try to push it out. You just become the observer. Like if you're at a bus stop and you see a bus going by with lots of people on it, we don't have to talk to those people. Mm. We don't engage with the thought. So if a thought comes and we don't engage with it, it just passes. It's nothing. It's just a thought. I love that. And so you've had this incredible experience. You've been healed. And now you're, let's go to Costa Rica. You know where you got to get and you get to Costa Rica. How, how, what, what's happening as you move to Costa Rica? 
so I moved to Costa Rica and I end up in this little fishing village and I don't have a clue why I'm there. <laughs> and um, I'm in tears. I'm like, maybe I got the name wrong. Like maybe I'm not in the right place. Maybe I, maybe I didn't understand, you know? And um, Can you share the name place. of the place? Yes, I lived in Coco. <laughs> okay, yeah, where I am right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so I lived in Coco and it just wasn't a space. Like I had a really hard time. I was traveling to Nosora to, to do medicine. And I was like, this is not the place. And then in a meditation spirit said to me, stop crying, pull up your pants. You're not here to join a community. You're here to build one. So get building, do your shit, get it done. And so, you know, I took a deep breath and I started teaching meditation um, in Coco, and I started holding intuitive development circles and just gathering women into my, into my place. And, um, and then the doors started opening. The late, great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said life's most persistent and urgent question is what are you doing for others? If you are called to service and feel like you need more tools for the situations that are showing up in your life, consider the 30-week Be True to You coaching course. It changed my life and it's helped me to help others. The links are located in the podcast body. I highly recommend taking a look at them and joining us on this journey. Thanks again for listening to the parables of plant medicine. And uh, I met a beautiful medicine woman at a market one day and I saw her bracelet and I was like, do you drink Yahe? And at, at this point I hadn't met anybody in the medicine community. And I said, do you drink ayahuasca? And she said, yes, yes, I do. And I said, I need to get connected. And so we started talking and I shared my story with her and she's like, I know your story. I've heard your story at ceremonies. Like, Oh my gosh. Like, do you want to be connected with the tribe that healed you? And I'm like, yes, I do. Like Whoa. that would be amazing. Um, so we got special permission from a Taita uh, that we could uh, serve medicine in my living room. And um, I started holding ceremonies, like five people, I think were at my first ceremony and, I just, you know, made a commitment that I was just going to do it and I was going to open and see how things flowed. And so, you know, I started doing that in the very beginning. And then I met my beautiful um, friend, Ramona, um, who came into um, ceremony at my house and felt called to, to join me on this vision. And together we, um, we spent a lot of time looking for land in Cocoa because I thought that's where I was supposed to be. But now I realize it was just the connections I needed to make for the next step. Yes. Um, beautiful. In the yeah. way that you said it, you're not here to join a community. You're here to build one. And then, uh, and then being able to, you know, I, I, I feel that happens all the time when I'm called somewhere. It's, it's, it's rarely the place. Sometimes it is, but it's the people. Whether mm -hmm. whatever it is, there's somebody there that you have. There's a lesson there you have to learn, and uh, sure. I, 
I love so much that uh, you're you're in this process and it just continues to happen. And, and what a beautiful moment when she's like, I know your story. Do you want to get connected with your tribe? Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was really incredible, and um, we looked everywhere for property. And I had a dear friend in Samra who said, "You know, come." I said, "I feel called to Samra." And unfortunately, my community was like, "No, Samra's too small. It's like it's a, a weird little town, and it's too small. We don't we don't really want to go there." And I said, "I think this is the place, you guys. You know, by this time I built up a community, and and I'm like, I, you know, I think we're gonna have to go to Samra." So I came for the weekend, and I fell in love with Samra, and. Um, through my friend, she knew somebody who knew somebody who might have a plate, who might have a farm. It might be for sale. It might not. And we ended up getting this beautiful, you know, 37 acres in the jungle and up on a mountain with an organic farm. And it was just bliss. And uh, we both knew that that was the place. So we started um, building and uh, we sold everything that I owned in Canada. We mm -hmm. sold our home and we bought this land and, you know, God bless my husband because he was a trooper. I mean, I can't even imagine someone saying here, take all our life savings <laughs> and go build your dream on some mountain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just do it. And, you know, he really, he really believed in, in what I was doing because he saw firsthand what it, the healing that had happened. Um, so we bought the land, um, the land, we had to do road work, we built our temple and, and everything. And then we kind of continued and um, Ramona has since gone on new adventures of her own. Um, so I'm at home now and we continue to build and to grow. And it has just been an incredible experience, all of it. And yes, not, not without its uh, challenging moments, um, each to teach me something that I didn't know. <laughs> so, you know, now I try to stay open to those learnings and to those teachings. Um, I refer to them instead of lessons. I like to think of them as teachings. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and we continue, you know, to make connections um, with communities outside and to learn their traditions and and there's so many different kinds of plant medicine like we have somebody that comes to um, serve Yopo from Venezuela and it's a beautiful medicine and we have a medicine man that serves Wachuma with beautiful medicine so um, yeah you know it's really become a sacred place of the heart and um, my, my vision for OM and my mission at OM is to never get commercialized. So we're never going to be selling coffee mugs with our names. It is not the place you're going to go for a five-star spa. That's a different mm. place. And it's beautiful. And I think all these places are for somebody. Mm -hmm. OM is really for the person that wants to let go of all of that and really become one with the frequency of nature and really being in there. We do not have Wi-Fi. The connection is very strong, um, but we do not have Wi-Fi purposefully because I don't want people on their phones the whole time they're there. Um, so it's, it's on some level a commitment to self, you know? And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's um, a beautiful, beautiful, um, learning and growing community and, and we're so, so blessed. So blessed. 
Well, Angel, I, I love, uh, I thank you so much for sharing your story with me. And, uh, and now I've got the, from, from the horse's mouth, they say, uh, <laughs> the exact story. Uh, and, uh, and I'm touched and uh, moved by it. And uh, thank you so much for sharing that You're with me. So if, welcome, if, Jeff. What's the best way for people to get a hold of you or at home uh, if they decide that maybe they need this type of change in their life? Um, they can reach out to ohmjunglemedicine.com or they can find us on Facebook or Instagram, Om Jungle Medicine. And um, yeah, you know, it's really when you've had enough of shit thrown on your plate and you decide to, you know, scrape the plate and, um, and give it a wash, then, then we're the place to come and, and to disconnect and reconnect. Uh, dis disconnect from form and reconnect to spirit. And I think it's, um, I think it's an experience, no matter what your medicine is, whether it's sound, breath, plants, whatever that is, it's, it's time to explore the mystery of who you are, you know? And I think it's, it's time in the world right now of all this uncertainty that um, we only use 10% of our brain and what's in the other 90% of consciousness, what's in there and let's tap into it. I love um, the multifaceted uh, sound, breath work, plant. Um, I love the way you, you manage that in such a way because I think that's true. I think that there are different medicines for different people and, and no one's really uh, doing that the way you are right now. And um, uh, it can get people to the results they want faster if they're willing to do the work. And um, that's mm -hmm. exciting. Yeah. And I, I would like to say, you know, sometimes on this path, we hear people that will say like, you know, plant medicine's a shortcut. And if you meditate for this long, or you really, you know, do this right, you're going to be able to get to the same place. And as a teacher of mine reminded me, you know, the plants were here before us, the plants were always at the feet of our beings. And we built buildings between us and the plants. Mm. There is no shortcut. The plants have always been here to heal us. We just got confused. We complicated things as humans do, you know? So it's really simple. Plants were here before us. They're here to help us heal. They're here as allies to our spirit. And um, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing when we learn that we don't know everything. And that there's so much that we don't know and explore the mystery, like come on and explore the mystery of your consciousness. And it's so vast and ever expanding. And um, I'm super excited to be doing this work. And I invite you, um, Jeff, to come to one of our weekends as my guest. I would mm -hmm. love that. Yeah, absolutely. I've been waiting for the next thing to be called. I did Campbell last week at Melissa Nelson's place. And uh, I, uh, I will be. I have a lot uh, of friends that were there. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, it's very good. Um, Angel, thanks so much for taking the time um, to share this uh, story with me. And, um, and I'm so excited to see uh, OM continue, Jungle Medicine, to continue to bloom. And uh, I just want to say uh, thank you so much for going through that tough work and, oh, and being so an inspiration welcome. for the rest of us. Uh, thank you so, so much. And we're all mirrors to each other, right? So the beauty you see in me is in you and we're all, we're all so vitally connected. And, uh, thank you for this opportunity to share words of healing and, uh, of hope to the world. You know, there's hope. Thank you. Looking forward to uh, seeing you at home. Yes, oh, sir. Have a beautiful and day, my friend. Have a beautiful day and live all the magic that is in your heart. <laughs> I will. Thank you.
Hey listeners, Pia here. So I worked with Jeff Wilson to write his book, Evolve the Parables of Plant Medicine. If you've been feeling a little lost lately and haven't looked into the magical world of plant medicine yet, here is your sign to discover the depths of their power. Read Jeff's book to learn more about his journey to healing and transformation and how you can get started. I highly recommend this book. Just search Amazon for Evolve, The Parables of Plant Medicine to get your copy. And if you would like to write a book, you can go to my website at www.piaedberg.com.